Welcome to The Liberated Life. Get ready to free your mind, body, and spirit in business and pleasure. Now here's your host, Robin Quinn Keen. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Liberated Life. It's great to have you here today. I'm so excited to have my friend and colleague, Jenny Bellinger, here with me. Jenny and I go back maybe a year and a half, two years. I can't quite remember when we met, but we met through a mutual friend, and um, I really enjoyed Jenny and her energy ever since I met her. She is a certified professional coach, and she's the host of a really awesome podcast called the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast. Jenny, you've got tons of downloads. Lots and lots of people listen to you. I think that's awesome. And you hosted a really cool summit not that long ago with a similar title. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that summit with some really cool guests on there. She works with badass direct sales moms to move from making $100 a month to reaching the top 1% of their organization. As an entrepreneur since 2010, she totally gets the desire to contribute to your family's future and be present in the here and now. And finding that balance between doing your work and creating that gift to the world and taking care of your family. That's yeah. a really fine line, Jenny. We're going to talk about that today, right? And you've been through it because you have two children and you went through a divorce. And so you've been a single mom and you've had to find that balance between loving and contributing to your kids and making a living and being a bigger contribution to the world as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know you are also known as a direct sales dom, which I think is funny. And it's all on such on a great like theme. You can just see it with all of your stuff. It's awesome. And I love what you said here. Luckily, as a certified professional coach, her methods are effective, not painful, which that's just also hilarious and awesome. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those fun things. I, I had a blast coming up with the name and the theme for my podcast. The podcast is Badass Direct Sales Mastery. The summit was also called Badass Direct Sales Mastery. And we're doing another one this fall. So coming up in September, it's the same branding because it works. It, it catches people's attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who haven't picked up on it already, Badass Direct Sales Mastery, the acronym is BDSM which leads to my moniker, the direct sales dom, and I help women whip their business into shape. So <laughs> it's, brilliant. it's brilliant. I remember the first time I saw it, I was a little like, Ooh, that's a little spicy, but it totally works. And, it, and it's, you know, not vanilla, which is great, right? Like right. there's so much vanilla out there and no differentiation between people. So my goodness, you rock it. That's perfect. Uh, Thank you very much. And and I, I, you know, I'm a high eye for those of you who are familiar with the disc personality. I'm a high eye, which means I, I, I love to have fun. And to me, I did not, and I love to stand out and be different. And, you know, says the, the girl with purple streaks in her hair. I want to make sure that I'm having fun because I know if I'm having fun, other people are probably also enjoying it too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, podcasting is not something that on the outside, can necessarily be a lot of fun. And so I thought, well, if there's going to be other technical things that I'm going to get to do as part of my podcast, then I'm going to make sure that I'm having fun when I'm recording it. So at least there's a great balance for the things that I'm going, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I I'm right there with you. I'm the same thing. I'm a high eye and I need to have fun. Otherwise, what is the point? So as Amen. you know, I'm down here at the beach on the Oregon coast for the week with some clients and I've really sat with that this week. Like I want to have fun. And if I'm not having fun, what is the whole point of anything? I've seriously sat on the, in the living room, looking out at the ocean, just pondering the fun factor. Yeah. 
Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, a good friend of mine, uh, who is also a speaker on the summit, uh, along with you, his name is Michel Uat, and he is a corporate magician out of Montreal, Canada. And I remember during our interview for the summit, he said, here's the thing. There's only two reasons I'm going to do something in business. It's a lot of fun or I'm making a lot of money doing it, mm. but the sweet spot is when I can do both. Mm. And for me, that was a, like, I still, when I talk about it, think about him saying that that was a goose bump inducing moment for me that really helped me go. Yes, that's exactly it. I'm no longer going to do the things that I don't want to do in my business. I'm going to have fun with it and get paid well, because I have experience. I have knowledge. I have ways of helping people achieve the things that they want to achieve. And that's worth something, right? That's worth investing in. I'm worth investing in. And that was a big aha moment for me. So that was, that was huge. I mean, I'm so lucky to know people like you and Michelle and Virginia and Scott and all these people, amazing people who were on the summit, Mm -hmm. uh, back in March of 2021. Yeah, that was really fun. And thank you for inviting me to be on. That was really awesome. I enjoyed the interview that we did, the interview style. So tell me, Jenny, you work with moms. And as you know, I've got three daughters. One of them is a mom, the other two not there yet. The youngest one, I hope she holds off for 10 years. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's let's wait on that one. I think she will. But um, so my oldest daughter is 29 and she works in a job that she quite honestly, I I don't know who's listening, but if you know the story, you know, she probably doesn't work like it. She's working in healthcare and this, you know, has been a really rough time to work in healthcare as Mm -hmm. you can imagine, um, chicken and they have masks on and you have a mask on and there's plexiglass and everybody's upset and they just had their temperature taken. They walk 20 steps and they get all the same questions again. Right. So that's the setup for her day. That is what happens to her all day long. And so you know, she and I've talked about um, direct sales and MLMs, and I'd love to know the difference between those. But, you know, I've been in and out of MLMs my entire life. When I was 15, I think I shared with you, I was the youngest Jacker Cosmetics consultant in the world when I was 15, right? Had a special permission. I loved it. I loved getting out there and meeting different people and going doing, showing them how to use lotions. Of course, I was a fresh faced little 15 year old, right? So it was really fun for me and they loved it. But the thing for my oldest daughter, she's noticed as different friends have stepped into that lifestyle, they don't like, she just gets so bugged because they're like, Hey, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, come to my party, buy my stuff, host me. And she's like, mom, I'd love to do it, but I can't because I'm annoyed by other people. So you and I've talked about it super briefly, Jenny, but I would love to find out like, how do you do it? Well, how do you not ruin friendships over it? What's Mm -hmm. the difference and what's your secret sauce? Because you know, something that most moms don't know if you're helping them to go from a hundred dollars a month to the top 1% in their, in their particular field, in their particular company or organization, what do you know that people don't know? I'd love to know. Okay. You for that though. (laughs) Oh yeah. So, so let's start with the first part of that. How do you do a direct sales or network marketing or MLM business, which we'll get to the difference between Mm -hmm. those three terms in a little bit, but I want to start with how do you do it in a way that doesn't annoy your friends and family? Um, now here's the, here's the thing. When we start in this business, we've got to start with people we know, Mm -hmm. right? That's the whole thing. Now, one of the things that I work with my clients on the things that I did personally, when I was still active in my direct sales business, 
about 10 years ago was I just asked my friends and family, can I practice on you? Mm -hmm. Right. I don't want to sell to you for the rest of my life. Cause if I just sold to all my friends and family, I was going to run out of people real quick. Mm -hmm. So, but I wanted to practice with them. And I said, and the other thing that would be helpful is if you would get, you know, and I was in a party based company, mm-hmm. but would also be helpful is it, would you also think of the, your three most opinionated friends and would you invite them? Because mm-hmm. I want feedback on my presentation, on the products, on the company, on the hostess plan, all of those things. I need feedback. I need practice and feedback. Can you introduce me to people who will do that? And that was it. And I said, I'm not going to sell to you guys. I'm not going to do that. Now, what, what the interesting thing was, was I started out with each of those presentations, those practice presentations saying, Hey guys, this is literally just for me to practice. I want your feedback. I'm not selling you anything. It's going to sound like I am because I'm practicing, but I'm, I, I don't, I'm not going to sell you anything. Like no order forms are going to come out except when I'm showing you the different like prices and things like that. And I would do these practice things. And interestingly enough, by the end, there were usually one, two or three of the people who would say, you know, but I really like that one thing that you had. Can, can I go ahead and get it? You know, because it, number one, it took the pressure off of the, the sales process. So it, it totally took out that, that pressure on, on me, on them, because I just wanted their feedback. Now, here's the key. If all I got was feedback, I was perfectly happy. Right. Did they like this part of the presentation? They didn't like that part. They, they found this part confusing because there was too much information, whatever it may be, all of the feedback. If that was the least that I got back, I was still perfectly happy. I, I didn't walk away upset, but what was interesting is then those people would then say, oh, well, tell me more about that hostess plan. Cause you know, maybe I can do that. And so you have, you do have to start with your friends and family but use them as practice, right? Say the best way you can support me is let me practice having this conversation with you. That's it, right? And then from there, you can ask for those referrals. You can ask for those introductions and say, do you know someone who might be interested in this type of product? And then would you be willing to introduce me? Like, don't do the whole, like, oh, there's one particular company that is very well known for this and I'm not gonna call them out on this, but where the rep will say, you know, Hey, can you give me three names and phone numbers? And then that rep calls them. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That is a really great way to break relationship. Definitely. And I've been, so I've been in several over the years, not, you know, when I did it, Jenny with Jaffra, I just loved the products and I thought it'd be really fun. And like I said, I was 15. I I couldn't even drive myself to the first few parties. So I didn't even have my license yet. And I, I was, and so I was very like young and innocent and people just loved that because I didn't know what I was doing, selling to people, a bunch of ladies in a room, except they loved it. They ate it up. And I think it's because I didn't have a big agenda. I didn't, Mm-mm. I wasn't putting any pressure on anybody. It was just practicing. Um, I remember the first really successful one. I didn't even know the people. I don't even know how I got there. I don't know what happened. It was too long ago, but it, it, so there was like no pressure from me. But as you know, like I said, Jaffer was just the first one. And then I would just find products I liked and it would be the only way they're available is through, you know, direct sales or MLMs. So I would jump in, but I remember that kind of pressure. Like, 
ask people for their friends' phone numbers and then call them. And it felt very uncomfortable and people felt uncomfortable giving them to me. Like, what are you going to do with these? Right. Because nobody wants to be solicited, especially now. I think we're all over being solicited. Like, no. Oh yeah. The, the, the market is so saturated in, with all advertising and marketing right now. We are bombarded with literally hundreds of messages every single day, depending on how many different social media platforms you open up. <laughs> so yeah. you're yeah. being marketed all the time and it, it is exhausting. And so, you know, under, but really the thing to keep in mind with direct sales, network marketing, and MLM is it's all relationship-based. So you have got to be building relationships with people all the time. And then the way that you get through the sale, the way you get to the party, the way you get to a team member is understanding what is in it for them, right? The reason so many people in direct sales and network marketing and MLM feel gross around the sales process or the party booking process or the business opportunity conversation is because they're focused on the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. The thing that they're focused on is the outcome that benefits them. They're focused on if I sell this $30 oil, I get X amount of commission. If I book this party with this person, that's probably going to be a commission check of somewhere between a hundred and $300. They're focused on the business team member who would come onto their team and they would make money from them. Mm -hmm. When you're focused on the money, on the outcome, Mm -hmm. it is all those, all three of those conversations are going to feel gross horrible, uncomfortable, and absolutely awful. And no wonder people quote unquote hate sales. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you think about the absolute best sales conversation you ever had, right. When you think about the the person who talked to you about the the car that you ended up buying, because my guess is you probably had a halfway decent car salesperson because you ended up buying the car. You probably needed the car but you bought that car from that person because they listened to you. They helped you find the vehicle that fit your needs. They didn't try and sell you into some 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, $90,000 sports, Lamborghini, whatever, right? They, they sold you into the sedan that you needed for your family. They sold you into the crossover, the SUV, the thing that you asked for, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? They showed you what what fit your needs and your wants. If you can do the same thing, figure out what product, or I'm sorry, what problem does your product solve and find the people who have those problems because now you're solving a problem. You're not selling a thing. You're solving a problem. And that's a totally different conversation. Yeah. And then you end up feeling a little bit like the hero, like, Hey, I helped somebody, right. Instead of, Oh, I got them. I got them to buy something. That's exactly, that's the, I hear those, that phrase for some reason just popped into my head. Oh, I got them to buy this. No, I found a solution for them and Mm -hmm. now they're sleeping at night or now they're, you know, now they're not congested all day. And I think that's part of it too. When we're in uh, this kind of business is listening to what you just said, listening to what people are saying their problem is and determining whether or not you have a solution. If you don't by by all means, don't try and 
convince them that you have something if you know it doesn't work. So send them to somebody who actually does solve that problem, right? Don't try to make up a way to resolve it. The, the key word that you just said in there was convince. Yes. One, one of the favorite things that my, my mentor used to say to me back when I was um, still active in my business was, what are the three letters of convince on <laughs> on? So if you are feeling like you're trying to convince someone that is how they feel during that conversation, they feel like, where's the con, where's it, you know, I'm feeling conned where, where's the other shoe, where's the, whatever, right. Yeah. Instead, if you're having a conversation around how you're going to help them sleep better at night or not be congested or help, you know, alleviate their migraine symptoms within 10 to 15 minutes, right. Whatever that, or I'm sorry, alleviate uh, migraine symptoms in 10 to 15 minutes, whatever that may be, right. What problem you're solving the other hidden benefit that comes from helping someone solve that problem is they probably know other people who have the same problem. Mm-hmm. People tend to hang out with other people who have the same problems. There tend to be single moms in groups together. There tend to be, you know, insomniacs who are all up at night at the same time on Facebook, talking to each other at three o'clock in the morning. What are you doing up? Right. That's insomniacs, no insomniacs. Right. So what happens is, is then when all of a sudden the insomniac is no longer up at three 30 in the morning, the other insomniac going, where are you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm asleep. I slept last night for the first time in years. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden you have referrals mm-hmm. because you help someone solve a problem and they go, you've got to talk to my friend, Robin, because she just introduced me to this amazing, whatever it is that is helping me sleep now. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that insomniacs want more than anything in the world is a good night. They want to fall asleep quickly and they want to stay asleep. That's it. That's all they want. If you can help them solve that problem, they will introduce you to other insomniacs, sing your praises and become your raving fan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's great. So I love this approach. um, of, you know, talking to the people that, you know, asking if you may practice. There is no pressure. I'm not even going to bring out an order. I'm not going to hand you an order form. I'm not going to ask for your best friend's phone numbers. I'm just asking if I can practice with you and see how this goes and get feedback and implement it, but then start really paying attention. Know your products, pay attention to what people around you are saying and see if you can help them solve a problem. Yeah. That's a completely different approach than I got to sell somebody something. I've got to, I have to, I've got to convince somebody that I've got, you know, something that's going to help them. Maybe, maybe not. And the person you're talking to when, when that's your feeling, when it's the, I've got to, I need to, I have to, I must, Mm -hmm. they can smell that desperation. They can sense it. They can feel it. And they don't like, that's why you literally see body language pushing back. If you're talking to them in person, they can feel it. If you know, that's why they'll leave you on red on Facebook messenger. Cause they can literally sense because you're not, when you're in that mindset, yeah. the wording you put in that message to them is all about you and not about them. And they don't like it. They feel it. They sense it. And they, and they go, nope, 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 nope. Not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Maybe if I ignore that message long enough, they'll leave me alone. That is funny that you mentioned that because I, somebody messaged me, I don't know, on like a Sunday morning, a couple of weeks ago, 
And it was like, hey, Robin, so great to see you here. Something, something, something. And I, it was a Sunday morning. So I saw it, but I didn't respond because I'm like, it's Sunday morning. I'm not, I'm not. And then she had the audacity like 15 minutes later to say, hey, where'd you go? And I was like, oh, I'm gone. Like it just, Mm -hmm. I knew from the wording, she wanted me to do something that, and then to, to actually ask me where I went at like 30 on a Sunday morning, like none of your business, like back to sleep, but I'm not going to tell you that. Right. Um, so yeah, those things are there. So that's very subtle. Like she didn't come out and say, would you buy my stuff? But I think we just have a good, a good sensor for that. Right. We just know. Yeah. And I think when we sense a red flag, hopefully we pay attention to it and just go, no, I'm not doing that. So the, the thing about being very authentic and interested in somebody, it goes a very long way in, in then opening up the conversation. But if we come across as pushy, um, we must, and I think there, you mentioned the word desperation, Jenny. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think that is like really unattractive and will send people running in the opposite direction every time it's in the air. Oh yeah. And, and just know when, when I, when I say all these things, it's not because I never did them. Y'all I I made these mistakes too. (laughs) Seven years in a direct sales business. I don't think there's a mistake in that business. I didn't make, you know, but what, what I'm putting out there is saying, look, you don't have to make that mistake the way I did. Or if, if you did, there is a way to come back from that kind of Mm -hmm. activity, that kind of way of being, there's a way to come back from that because I sure did. I mean, you know, my, my first four months in business, I was great at sales, didn't recruit a single person. Mm -hmm. And then once I figured out what I was doing wrong, it was all of a sudden recruiting sponsoring machine, which is a whole different thing. But it, but that's because it wasn't about me. I, the reason it was an issue the first four months of my business is because I was making it about me, them joining my team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Instead of what would this business do for them? Right. And if I don't present the opportunity, if I don't let them know what this business has done for me and the, and the other ladies that I knew at the time who weren't necessarily on my team, who were not on my team, cause I didn't have one, but I was sharing the story of other ladies too, saying, look, the reason I did it was for gas and groceries. I wanted to be able to contribute to my family and just pay for gas and groceries. Mm-hmm. And it's become so much more than that for me. I I'm making more than gas and groceries. Mm-hmm. I'm now, you know, earning trips and doing this and doing that. And, and it was all true. Yeah. Right. And, and so, you know, it was, if you're interested in paying gas and groceries or earning the car, earning the trip, you know, building lifelong friendships and relationships and camaraderie with someone who wants to talk to you about something other than Barney. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. Cause that's, that's how long ago I, I did the business, yeah. you know, cause Barney was still on the air. Yeah. Um, we, you know, there were women who joined for those reasons. And, and it wasn't, they weren't joining to join my team. They were joining because they wanted that, that, that thing in their life. Mm-hmm. And then I helped them achieve mm-hmm. that once I figured that out. Now, again, not to say I was a perfect leader at first, I, you know, there were times when I, I made mistakes and messed up and mm-hmm. it's not about, 
not making mistakes in this business. It's about how do you clean up? Because we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes, but how do you clean up from the mistake that you made? Mm. And that that's really, um, I think key in this is so many people don't do anything because they're afraid to make the mistake and other people are willing to go ahead and go make this mistake, but they don't know how to clean up from it. And then their business goes nowhere because they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So I know this is what you do. You coach women, as we talked about, mostly Mm -hmm. probably moms, um, maybe just women. So is it mostly moms that you work with, Jenny? Yeah, for the most part, but that's just because of the nature of the business. Most people who get into direct sales, multi-level marketing, network marketing, um, get into it because they want to be home with their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and at any given time, anywhere between 74 and 76% of people in direct sales are women. Mm. So Mm -hmm. I, I do have, and have had men who are direct sales dads, um, as well as clients, because it's the same information, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they still need some of that same help. And, and, and guys especially can sometimes have, uh, men connect with human, with other people differently. So teaching them how to connect in a way that actually, um, creates more business for them and solves more problems for the people in their lives. Mm-hmm made a big difference. I mean, one of my, one of my greatest success stories was somebody who I worked with in a, in a supplement company, his goal was to hit the top level. And he had a deadline, uh, of about six weeks from the time we started working together to, to hit that, that top level. And we did it wow. <laughs> So, literally okay. made it to within the top 1% of his company in six weeks, but That's he amazing. was willing to do the work. Yeah. So I have a question for you. I have, I have a bunch and I know we're not going to have enough time for all of them, but my question is, how do you pick a great company? Because I got uh, pulled in a few years ago because I'm just easy to pull in. Don't tell anybody that, but I am easily, I'm easy. I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Let's do that. Yeah. And And a dear friend of mine got me on some products that I actually really, really liked. And then he convinced me, you should just be a distributor. You should just come on board. And so I did, but the interesting thing for me, Jenny, was that I went to two of their conferences, one in Scottsdale and one in Tacoma, Washington, mm-hmm. which is interesting. The thing where I went, something's wrong here is when in the space of a year, they changed like CEOs or whatever. And the exact same people who were on the stage in Arizona were the exact same people on the stage in Tacoma. And I went, something's wrong because there should be new blood new people should have had success and should be up on the stage being acknowledged for Mm -hmm. their success. That's when I told my friend, I'm like, I'm out. There's something wrong. Something's wrong about this. But, you know, I only knew that because I was older and wiser. I would not not have known that if I had been 20, 25, maybe even 30, I would have just been like, that's interesting. Same people, but not like red flag. So, you know, that business looked very legit. I looked at their numbers before I said, yes, I looked at their mission statement, all of that stuff. It looked good. So it it also feels like there are certain companies that are very big. And so everybody's doing it. So you don't necessarily want to do that. Everybody's doing a company. Do you know what I mean? How do you pick? How do you yeah. Pick? So it, it all starts with, you've got to be passionate about the product and, yeah. and not, not that not that there are people who are passionate about essential oils, skincare, whatever, what we're actually passionate about is the outcome, the 
benefit mm. of that product? What, what yeah. did that, what problem did that product solve for us? So I'm going to use the example for me, what got me into essential oils. Now that was not the company that I did business with, but what got me into essential oils was the fact that I had a migraine and nothing else touched it except for frankincense oil. And my friend introduced me to it. And all of a sudden that was a life changer for me because I was no longer getting knocked out of my life for a day or two because of a migraine that was unpredictable, mm-hmm. right? Mine are completely unpredictable. They're weather-based and hormonal-based. Mm-hmm. All the things have to be right in order for me to have a migraine, but when they're right, it's a doozy and yeah. frankincense is the only thing that touches it. So that's what got me into that. Right. So I am passionate when I hear somebody talking about having migraines, I'm like, frankincense, frankincense, frankincense. (laughs) I, I will easily refer out to that. Right. So there's gotta be a passion behind that. So that helps number one. Mm -hmm. Secondly, yes, you want to research the company, Mm -hmm. research the company, go to the better business bureau, go to the DSA, which is the direct sellers association. Now, not every company is a member of the DSA and that's okay. If a company is not a member of the DSA, that doesn't make them bad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just FYI, but you do want to research, but take a look at the better business bureau ratings. Now, keep in mind, the only people who go to the better business bureau are people who are pissed off at a company, but that will tell you what's the worst Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's going to happen with that company. Right. And was it the company or was it the rep that they're complaining about? Mm-hmm. Right. How is it handled? Again, companies are made up of people. Mistakes will happen. How do they clean up? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Look at the, ask lots of questions about what's their onboarding program. How do they support new people in the business? Um, take a look at their comp plan. Now, my personal, my personal view on comp plans is the more pages there are, the more they're, that company's trying to hide. Ooh. Okay. If it takes more than five pages to explain a comp plan, they're hiding something. Oh, wow. Okay. It should not be that hard to figure out how you get paid right Mm -hmm. at your job. How do you get paid? You came to an agreement when you took the job that you would be paid X amount of money, either salaried or hourly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. The same is true. The same should be true when you take on a commission only position with a company, whether it's direct sales or some other commission only like selling cars or whatever, you should know exactly how much you're going to make. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, if you can't easily figure that out to me, that that's a little iffy. So I tend to prefer companies that have a comp plan that fit on one, two, somewhere between one and five pages, because then it's easy. I can very quickly look at somebody's comp plan and go here. Oh, you want to make $500 a month? Here's exactly how you do it. I can, I can tell somebody to the day what activity they should do Mm -hmm. each and every day to make $500 a month for their company, Mm -hmm. as long as their comp plan is small enough. So know that and talk to the person who's offering you the opportunity. How much experience, leadership experience do they have in the company? Now, again, that doesn't mean someone who's never brought someone on before you're going to be their first person isn't a bad thing, but you do want to ask, tell me about your upline. Tell me about the people who are above you to help support you. Do you have sideline people who help support you with your team? How, how are you going to support me as a business as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause this is a business in a box and you 
are in business for and by yourself, but you really aren't in direct sales. You've got a whole team of people around you. As long as you ask the right questions and connect and show up mm-hmm. to build relationship with those people on your team mm-hmm. who are above you and sideline to you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of great information. So I want to go back to the other question, which was the differentiation between these different, you know, labels that we put on direct sales and multi-level marketing. And what are all these different things, Jenny? Absolutely. So a lot of people use those three terms, direct sales, network marketing, and MLM or multi-level marketing interchangeably when actually they are three very different business models within the industry. So direct sales means you are typically in a party plan style company, you are going in and selling directly to the consumer. You can build a team, but here's the thing. When you build your team, you bring someone on, they stay under you, Mm -hmm. right? You recruit them. They are your team member, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Network. So direct sales is more party plan. You're selling one to many network marketing tends to be selling one-to-one or one-to-two. So you're having private conversations. This tends to show up more often, for example, in let's say health and weight loss companies, supplemental companies, because how many people want to go to a party and say, I'm going to a party for weight loss shakes. No, yeah. Nobody wants to say that, right? Right. So this tends to be private conversations, one-on-one, truly network marketing. You are networking with people one-on-one to sell your products one-on-one or one to a couple or one to a family, kind of small, very small numbers. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, if you recruit someone, they are direct to you. Okay. Multi-level marketing. The difference there is it can be either one to many or one to one. The difference is, is the company will allow you to maneuver a recruit somewhere else on your team. Hmm. So you can move as the leader, you can move people around on your team based on production, based on relationship to other. So maybe they build a great relationship with someone else on the team. They go, I want them to be my leader. Great. Let me move you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Usually there's a time frame in which that has to happen. Usually it's 30, 60, or 90 days after the recruit starts. Mm -hmm. So if you find you've got a real rock star and you want to keep them on your team direct to you, great, go for it. Mm -hmm. But then if there's someone who's, you know, more typical of, you know, a a new entrepreneur in direct sales or in multi-level marketing, you could move them if they're regularly creating, let's say two to $500 in volume, um, which is, I would say fairly average for most people who are working their business when they get started, you could move them under one of your team leaders. Who's like this close to Uh hitting the next rank. And they just need that extra $300 in volume. You can move that person under her, Mm -hmm. um, in order to give them that bump, as long as they've been doing all the rest of the work Mm -hmm. to show that they're working towards that rank. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's really the difference. And I know it's kind of a convoluted answer. And there's some people who are probably listening going, Oh my God, their eyes are crossing. (laughs) It really, the, the key is, is it doesn't matter. Again, it goes down to the comp plan, your support. And if you don't have support, where are you going to go? 
who are you going to go to where, I mean, there are so many people out there. I'm not the only direct sales and network marketing coach that's out there. Mm. If I'm too edgy for somebody, trust me, there's plenty, like you said, there's plenty of vanilla ones out there, but if you're someone who's more like, (laughs) I need someone who's fun and who's going to teach me and hold me accountable and help me get my stuff done, Mm -hmm. then (laughs) I'm your girl people. Um, but certainly it, when you're looking at all the opportunities that are out there, cause there's something like at any given time, 300 different companies yeah, in the U S alone, yeah, in the U S alone that are utilizing one of those three business models. So you have options out there. Um, I think there's only one, there's only one product category that has zero competition and that's cause they bought them all out. <laughs> Which one is that? Are you, can you say, I, yeah, I can say, cause he, the, I interviewed the CEO on my podcast, uh, the company is called pure romance. Oh. Um, and they are a relationship and bedroom enhancement company. Oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. Yes. And, wow. And they bought everybody else out. That's very interesting. Yeah. So I guess the takeaway here is, you know, this is a great way to, fund whatever it is you want to fund. If it's gas and groceries, if it's something bigger, but you want to be careful about um, the way you build relationships because it is an, it's a relational business. You don't want to burn bridges and, you know, tick off all of your friends and have them not want to respond to you anymore. Right. Yeah. You don't yeah, want that. Exactly. You want to pick something that you can get excited about that you tried preferably and had some great results with, not just somebody convinced you and they've told you, you need, I think you have to try it and see how you feel about it before you can really get behind it. And then you need to look at what I think what the company stands for, right? What do they stand for? What's their mission statement? For me, that's important. What's their purpose for existing and what's their comp plan? And look at the Better Business Bureau, check them out. Like, don't just Mm -hmm. go blindly into something with no research and then be mad that, you know, they were out of business 12 months later right? Or, or the same people are advancing and nobody else is like that for me, that was a very, that, like I said, that was a big deal when I recognized Mm -hmm. that I was immediately out. Yeah. And then once you're in just paying attention to what's going on around you within the company, the, the kind of communications, the frequency of communication, what people are saying, like get on, I don't know, Jenny, do you agree? But like, if the company has forums or you can find some forums where people are talking. Yeah. To me, that's pretty revealing too. You can see what the issues are. You can see right. what the opportunities are. You can see how people talk to each other. But I think like you said too, I'm getting connected to the people around you, your upline, who's on, I think you call it the sidelines, like who's yep. there to help you. And then, you know, if you're serious about this, definitely talk to Jenny because she knows how to help people. And I think it's really easy for me anyway. I've jumped in so many times jumped in with enthusiasm and then lost it just like kind of like you know and right. if you're actually serious about you've made a financial investment you've purchased a kit for for at the minimum you want to get that money paid back but hopefully you've done it for the bigger with the bigger picture in mind and mm-hmm. you actually want this to be a contribution to your family so if that's the case jenny how do people reach you what's the best way they can connect with you well it, it's 
my understanding that almost everybody has a Facebook. And so Facebook is a really great way to get a hold of me. The easiest way to get all of my contact information is I do have a, a, a digital business card. So if you text badass, B A D A S S to five, five, three, one, two. So text badass to five, five, three, one, two. You'll have access to my mobile number, my email, my Facebook, my website, all the places where you can go reach out to me in your preferred method. Um, and I would love to have a chat with you. Wonderful. Well, and I will put Jenny's information in the show notes. You can go check out her podcast. You can go check her out on Facebook. Um, obviously Jenny, you're a wealth of information about this and you're committed to helping moms create the contribution to their family and to the, you know, to their community as well. And I really appreciate what you do. I wish you were around when I was, you know, first, uh, like I did really well with Jopra, but then subsequently, you know, I don't think I ever got the momentum that I hoped. Um, but you know, partly it was just, I bought stuff I bought in because I wanted access at a cheaper price, which is also a lot of reasons why we right. join, you know, network marketing. Cause Hey, now I can get this thing for like 20% off and I'm actually using it. So there are all reasons, all kinds of reasons, but if you're doing this because you have a business or you want to have a business, I just strongly recommend anybody listening, go connect with Jenny. Jenny, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was really fun talking with you. Oh, thank you for having me, Robin. I really appreciate it. And, and thank you for being on my summit. And I look forward to having you on the next one too, because um, oh, I'm super excited to, to share you with my audience as well. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, we always have fun talking and, and today was uh, as, as expected. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thanks Robin so much. You're welcome. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the liberated life. And we'll see you again soon. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at quittingculture.com.